All right, I'm catching up a little bit. So Acts 24 and 25, and in these two chapters, we see uh, two very different responses to the proclamation of Jesus by Paul. First, we see the response of the Jews, uh, of the Jewish leaders, more specifically, um, in both Jerusalem and Caesarea, and they are not letting this go. Um, you know, one of the things to be to notice at the 20, Acts 24, 27, is that two years, for two years, Paul is kept under the watch of Felix. Um, and that means for two years, these Jewish leaders are railing against him. Uh, and we also see the reaction of these leaders, of Felix, um, and then, uh, well, first of Ananias, and then of Felix, and then later of Festus. And so in between these two, we see um, their responses. So first is the Ananias and the leaders are appealing to Felix in verse two and three. And notice their plea. Since though you, through you, we enjoy much peace. And it's very clear. They're thinking about themselves. Now, Paul, when he addresses him in verse 10, says, you have been a judge over this nation. So in one way, he's mocking the Jews here, but in another way, he is appealing to Felix. Now, Felix, in verse 22, says that he has a rather accurate knowledge of the way, and his wife even is Jewish, verse 24, but the reason why he is hearing Paul is to learn what Paul is saying, but verse 26 gives us insight. He hoped that money would be given him by Paul. You know, here are these two responses, that one is animosity and hatred. And I think that sometimes in church, we assume that if we do the right things, you know, if we give to the poor and we advocate for social justice and we are transparent and all those things, that the world will come to like us one day. You know, they may not believe, but they will like us. And the reality is that if we live a life following Christ, there are some people, including other church people, that won't like us and will never like us. And that is something that we have to be ready for. And I think the other view for Felix is that sometimes we assume that if we have all the right words to say, people will believe. And I don't think that anyone can probably dispute that Paul probably has some of the best explanations, the most eloquent person about the gospel. And yet here, for two years, he proclaims it to Felix again and again and again. And Felix will never believe. Um, but in that time, we see God's redemption because we know that Paul constantly is evangelizing to people in prison. Um, we don't have, uh, we don't date any of his letters to this time specifically, but we know that he is active in writing letters. And then when Festus does come in Acts 25, uh, we see, again, the Jewish leaders bringing charges against him that they could not prove and asking uh, that he they be brought to Jerusalem. They're saying, bring him to Jerusalem so that we can, you know, they're planning to kill him. Festus, whether accidentally or on purpose, sees through that. He's like, oh, actually, I'm going to Caesarea right now. So, you know, I'll go meet Paul there. And uh, Festus's response is, do you want to bring this to Caesar? Do you want to kick this higher up the ladder? And I think that is that is another response that we see many people have to the gospel. There are many people that will go to church or hear the gospel and they will think, you know what, I'll deal with this later. Or this is really a decision for somebody else, for my parents, for uh, social leaders, for um, my husband or my wife. And I think that we see here, um, you know, 
Paul saying, I will proclaim the gospel to everyone, and I do want to go up higher the ladder. But it is also sad that Festus himself, and later, you know, Festus, in the next chapter, Festus will say, you're out of your mind, Paul. Um, he has made a decision. He, ha he already has. He just doesn't want to be responsible for that decision. And for all of us, when our response to Christ, both not as Christians and as Christians, we are to be held responsible for that response. And God gives us all these chances and speaks to us. And we have to know that we can't just kick that responsibility down the road. Um, and so he is brought, uh, or not, he has actually not brought, he's still there, uh, but Agrippa, the king of the region, um, and his wife Bernice have come to Caesarea, and now they're going to uh, hear Paul's defense, and we'll see that tomorrow.